So you're ready to build your first smoker, but you really don't have a place to do it in, right? Well, on today's podcast, we're going to talk about that, how to build your first smoker if you don't have a shop. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Pitmaster Secrets Podcast. Hey guys, we're back again. Uh, Actually, I'm still here. (laughs) We're doing several podcasts in a row. Um, But anyway, we had to run and get some materials today. Uh, Scott jumped in the truck with me and we figured we might as well do something while we're driving. So uh, here we are, we're talking about, uh, you know, what are you gonna do with yourself if you wanna build a pit and you don't have a place to actually do it in? So uh, like a shop or a garage or anything like that. So we're gonna go over a few tips on like, what I tell people when, when they come at me with that reason for having a tough time getting started on their pit. So like, you know, the, the first thing is, is like, let's talk about some basic tools because like we don't just need a shop, we also need some stuff to do it with. Um, Cause in my mind, shop means I've got equipment and a place, right? So, uh, you know, some basic tools you're gonna have to have uh, in, the, in this location that you do it, you're gonna have to be able to use a torch, you're gonna have to be able to use some kind of a welder, and you're gonna need some kind of a grinder with a cutting wheel, right? So on the torch, um, you know, you don't really need a huge cutting torch operation. Um, there's other equipment that's more effective like plasma cutters and stuff, but you know, we're starting this thing out on a shoestring budget, you know, we don't, we don't wanna go out and break the bank. And, uh, you know, you can get one of those little, uh, you know, go to Home Depot, go to Lowe's, whatever, and they've got these little portable cutting torch outfits with small tanks. Um, You know, that might be ideal for what you're doing. I mean, you're not going to be cutting material really thicker than a quarter of an inch most of the time. So a small torch would handle that. (coughs) And, um, you know, you're not going to really have a place to store this torch necessarily so something small and compact that you can run in and out of the garage or basement or you know maybe you've got a shed out back or something that you can keep it in you know so I I recommend you know starting off with a small you know brazing cutting uh, oxyacetylene torch outfit you know there you know there's a little bit of money there Um, you know the bottles are are included the first bottles are included with the kit with the torch and everything and then you take them, they're empty when you buy it, you take them and get them exchanged and get them filled, but they're personally owned, so you don't have any rental or nothing on them. Um, that's, a, that's a great place to start for, for cutting most material, like your doors, your tank, and all that stuff. Um, if you needed bigger bottles, you can always upgrade and, and uh, get an adapter that hooks up to that same torch that runs a, a slightly larger bottle. So uh, that's actually what I started with. And, uh, you know, for a welder, um, you know, there's there's all different kinds of welders you can get. You know, for the sake of argument, we're gonna start off with the cheapest thing. So for, you know, three, $400 at some place like Harbor Freight, Northern Tool, different places like that, even some online stores, you can come up with, or you can even find a used one um, something around the 100 and about the 140 to 150 amp, 180 amp uh, welding machine. Um, you can get like a uh, uh, just a flux core, you know, MIG welder. That's gonna use. That's gonna not require a gas bottle. It will work just fine. There's a little bit of a trick to using it, but it's a good weld when you lay it down. As a matter of fact, you'll probably have better capacity 
with flux core welding than you would with a, a smaller amp machine on you know running what's called hard wire with shielding gas so you know you'll be fine with a little welder like that i know for a fact i've seen even cheaper ones than that but i don't know that i would go that route um so anyway get yourself a cheap welder that'll run hopefully dual voltage or at least higher amps on 120 will be probably in the 180 range um and then for a grinder like think about if you've got a torch you can handle most of your cutting with the torch you can cut round bar you can cut flat bar you can cut plate you know you can cut pipe with your torch um, so you're gonna have a lot more cleanup to do uh, using a torch so you're gonna want to have some kind of a really good grinder just to kind of slick things down you know get a good fit and finish and everything on your your joints so you can use a like a DeWalt grinder. They're pretty cheap at, at most big box stores. You can also get a good one from Harbor Freight. I think they're called Chicago Tools. It's a good starting point, and that's what this is all about is getting started. So don't snub your nose at cheap tools. Um, you know, then you can also get a wide range of grinding discs and things at Harbor Freight, you know, in places like that. Um, you know, the try a few different ones out and see what works best for you by a selection. The one thing I do want to caution you about is if you intend to use that grinder with any kind of a cutting disc, I strongly recommend you do not do that. Um, while you could do it and get away with it, there's some huge safety concerns with the discs shattering and coming apart. If you're gonna do that, then spend a little bit more money on your grinder and get a Metabo uh, brand grinder with a clutch in the wheel. So that way the wheel binds up and stops turning instead of shattering. Um, you can find out more about that on Metabo's website. They've got lots of literature about it. Um, anyway, so there's that. As far as like, uh, you know, the rest of your program here, getting your shop put together, we gotta talk about the environment a little bit, you know, like where you're working. So if you, if you uh, don't really have anything at all, there's nothing saying you can't just start right in your driveway. You know, there's a few handy ways to be able to do that. Um, you know, you might have a garage at your house. You can do a lot in a small garage. Like our first shop, we were doing production in a 13 by 13 shop. It's, it's totally doable. You just have to know how to operate, you know, how to, um, you know how to get your stuff put together to where you're you're not tripping over yourself or causing an unsafe situation in your home so uh you know using using your home garage is fine um you could also buddy deal your way into using your buddy's shop you might have a guy have a buddy that has a uh, uh you know a, a small shop somewhere that he uses during the week but on after hours or weekends or something like that he might open it up to you and let you use it kind of the bonus with that is uh you know you you would have a uh, a couple of extra tools that maybe he owns we got to get gas um anyway <coughs> so you know buddy's shop is always a good idea now as far as like the actual working on it in that environment you know like the we got to talk about like storage and and stuff like that so what are we gonna do in that situation? Well, we have to, uh, we have to do like uh, something to cover our materials with if we're gonna be out in the, out in the driveway. You know, we've got 
uh, different things we can do there, like a tent, for instance. Um, you can get a 10 by 20 tent at like Sam's Club or different places like that uh, affordably. Um, those things can be put up and taken down at, at whenever you need to. And uh, you know, you can also uh, use tarps or any other kind of cover that uh, can just like be, it's quick to put up and quick to take down. Now the benefit with a tent is that you're gonna be able to work under that tent. You can roll the sides up, you know, you'll have some air moving through there. You'll be in the shade, that'll be awful handy, you know, um, working like that. And then for storing your tools and things like that, you can, you, you can get these uh, garden lockers at like uh, Lowe's, Home Depot, stuff like that. They're super cheap, they're made out of plastic, whatever, you snap them together. Um, they're fairly rainproof, you know, so you can keep like your grinders and all that kind of stuff in that, uh, in that uh, small container and, uh, sorry, I had to back up, I just realized. Um, you can keep all your tools and, and uh, some of your smaller materials and grinding discs and stuff like that in one of those lockers, um, you know, or a job box, you can find those online pretty cheap, that kind of stuff. So anyway, that's, that's a few tips for you guys to get started. Um, building, building if you don't have a shop. There's a lot of pits built in the driveway um, all over the place. So don't let that get in your way. And uh, you know, one other thing that might help you here when you're uh, starting your journey building your first smoker is if you go to uh, smokerbuildermfg.com at the very top of the page, there's a red bar there that says online course. Click on that right there. Or you can look for it in the description of this podcast. And, uh, you know, that's a Build With Us online course. And what that is, is it's literally an online course teaching you step-by-step with video how to build a pit. You know, it teaches you some basic fabrication skills, even shows you stuff like uh, some advanced tool operating like CNC uh, plasma tables and stuff. And, uh, you know, we're we're going step-by-step through an entire build that will teach you how to build a pit just like us. So if you need other help, uh, give us a call or uh, go to our Facebook group, uh, Smoker Builder Forums group online. And uh, anyway, like and subscribe to the podcast. Please leave us a review. We appreciate you and we'll see you next time.